My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 9th of November. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, has indicated we need to be doing more to ensure we have enough renewable energy to meet our targets. When we talk about the climate, we often talk about how Australia is tracking in reaching net zero. But what does net zero even mean? How do we get there? And how well is Australia tracking towards that goal? We're not on track. We've seen some positive steps in the last year, but goodness, we've got a lot more to do. Simon Bradshaw, head of research at the Climate Council, is going to help us answer some of those questions in today's deep dive. But first, Zara, I couldn't use my phone yesterday. You couldn't. We all went a bit back in time, or at least those of us who are Optus customers. There was a major Optus outage for a number of hours, but in the afternoon yesterday, the company did confirm it had begun restoring services. For the whole morning, mobile coverage, data, phone and internet services were disrupted across the country. It's not yet clear what caused the outage, though a fault deep in the core of the Optus network is said to have caused it. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has arrived in the Cook Islands for the Pacific Islands Forum. This will be Albanese's first visit to the region as Prime Minister and his second Pacific Islands Forum. Climate change and security matters are expected to be discussed amongst leaders from 18 different Pacific countries. Meta and the Australian Federal Police will partner on a program to raise awareness about online sextortion among younger people. If you're not familiar with the term, sextortion is a word to describe when a person is tricked into sending sexual images online and then blackmailed or threatened by whoever they sent the image to. A social media awareness campaign will promote educational quizzes and videos about sextortion. And today's good news, a rare lizard in northeast Queensland has been spotted by scientists for the first time in 42 years. All three species of the grassland-striped skink were spotted 300 kilometres south of Cairns. It's been hailed as an amazing discovery that will support further research into the species. Okay, Zara, it's been a little while on the podcast since we've given you an update on how we're tracking in terms of our renewable energy targets and some of those... I don't think that we've ever spoken about it. I think we talked about it in the context of the federal election and the new Albanese government. That's how far back it was. Yeah, but I think that we often talk about commitments and targets Mm. and I'd say very rarely actually stand back to look at... You know, I think people have short memories and we're told something and it's committed to, but very rarely I'd say do we as the media actually follow up Mm. on seeing how we're tracking as a country against those targets. Especially outside of the context of an election. Mm. We know they're going to be talked about at election Mm. time, but we're not near an election now. Mm -hmm. And last week, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, gave a speech where he said we need to be doing more to ensure we have enough renewable energy to meet our targets. So you're speaking there about emissions reductions targets that the government has set. 
One of those targets, and I'll say it's the longer-term target, Mm. we're in 2023 now, this is a 2050 target, but it's to reach net zero by 2050. Can you just talk me through what that commitment looks like first? Yeah, so net zero means the amount of carbon that we're pumping into the atmosphere through, you know, the ways that we burn energy is equal to the amount of carbon taken out of the atmosphere. And it is a really fine balancing act. We release carbon emissions through things like trains, planes, cars, even things like cooking up a meal, heating something up in the microwave, and they would all need to be cancelled out by the amount of carbon that we take out of the atmosphere. We always used to speak about it as a bathtub. Yeah, where the sinkhole is letting water out of the bath as quickly as water is being poured Mm. into the bath. Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, well, how do you take carbon out of the atmosphere? And that can be done through things like planting trees, but also through technology like carbon capturing. And if you want to know more about how that kind of technology could work, I'm going to throw a link in today's show notes to an episode we've done called Dumping Carbon at the Bottom of the Ocean. But a net zero world, which is essentially what we're all working towards, is ultimately where there's no carbon going into the atmosphere at all. All right, and that is aspirationally what Mm. we are looking at for the future, a world in which that is happening, and the government has said that that could be happening by 2050. Yeah, and the way that I always think about those types of timelines is my own age. Mm -hmm. So I'm 26. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I was thinking about your age. So I'm 28 and you're 26, and in 2050 when this goal is meant to be hit, I'll be 54 and you'll be 52. Mm -hmm. Now, in order to get to a point where you and I are in our mid-50s and there's net zero, there's some key targets the government says we need to meet along the way. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is they've also set some targets for 2030. And an important target there is that 82% of energy generation will come from renewable sources. And the aim is that we would have reduced our emissions by 43% below the 2005 levels by that 2030 point. All right. So it's almost this game of incrementalism, as it were, because we've got this 2030 target that we actually need to be very close to meeting soon. We're already in 2023. Six and a half years. How is the government saying we're going on meeting that target, the target that they set at the last election? Well, let's zone in on the 82% number. So they wanted 82% of energy generation to come from renewables by 2030. By 2030, yeah. Yeah. So currently, government data shows renewables like wind and solar are making up about 33% of Australia's energy generation. That's a long way off, that 82% Number. I can't do maths, but that seems really far. We'd need to more than double, and there's only six and a half years or six and a bit years to go until that goal. So I guess the question then is, can we even do that? Can we more than double how much renewable energy we're using by 2030? And the news isn't great, so clean energy advisory group Nexa has found it's, quote, extremely unlikely that Australia will achieve that 2030 target. Similarly, a report from Rystad Energy has estimated that this rate we're going to get to 64% renewable generation by the end of the decade. Mm. So basically, based on how things are going now, the energy experts aren't confident we're going to get there. If they're not confident we'll get to 2030, presumably that would have a knock-on effect to our chances of reaching net zero by 2050, Mm. right? It's a really good question. So one of our journalists, Harry Sekulich, reached out to an expert, Dr Simon Bradshaw, and he's the head of research at the Climate Council. We've got a lot of work to do. 
we're not on track. Dr. Bradshaw said some progress has been made. There are more renewables in the energy grid, but he did say that we're not going to get to net zero unless things speed up rapidly. It means moving from what has been some small steps so far to a real step change, a quantum leap, if you like when it comes to the pace that we really need to be rolling out these solutions. All right, so that's an expert point of view on how Australia is going. Of course, we know that when it comes to climate, it's not an Australia unique problem, Mm. that it's one that the whole world needs to fight together. How are we going compared to the rest of the world? Well, overall, Australia is ranking fairly low in our emissions targets and progress just full of good news today, aren't you? I know, you? it's not a bright episode, but it's it's important and worth talking about. So the latest Climate Change Performance Index has Australia ranked in the bottom 10 for emissions. The index ranked Australia as having higher emissions than places like India, the UK and China. And it was critical of Australia's continued coal and gas mining and subsidies that are offered to fossil fuel companies. And Australia was additionally called out as part of the G20 countries responsible for three quarters of global emissions. So against that context, we've heard Australia might not be on track to meet its emissions targets. Is the world more generally on track? Well, pretty much every government is tackling their own net zero challenges. And ultimately, in order for everyone to reach their goals by 2050, UN scientists have called for what they describe as a complete transformation of the industries to reach net zero. And most of that is going to have to come from reducing reliance on fossil fuels for heating and cooling. And the reason why that's so important, why that kind of holds the key to all of this, is because three quarters of the world's emissions come from energy generation. Mm. So overall, the UN doesn't have good news. They say that the world won't reach net zero by 2050 because most governments haven't made commitments significant enough to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And I guess even if they do have those targets, it appears that even if you have them, you might not be getting there. Yeah, definitely. And I think some of the discussions around the 2030 targets really drive that point Mm. home. I mean, we started this deep dive based on a quote by Jim Chalmers, our federal treasurer, about the fact that more needs to be done in order for Australia to meet its emissions reductions targets. I do think that there is an element of irony in those comments, though, that we are hearing this from the federal treasurer whose government, you know, while they've only been in power for, what is it, a year and a half, they are responsible for getting the country to a place where we are meeting those emissions reductions targets and implementing the right policies. And I mean, we've spoken a number of times on this podcast about the fact that the government is still approving oil and gas projects and that that perhaps is slowing down our country's progress against these milestones. I'm curious to see whether the government will have any kind of major departure from the policy it has now if it gets closer and closer to 2030 and it's clear we're not on track. And that's a question we should continue to put to them as we get closer to 2030 is, are we going to reach those goals? And if we get to a point where they answer with, no, we're not going to reach them, there needs to be a meaningful discussion about what happens next. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Daily Oz. If you learned something from the episode, there's one super small task you can do in five seconds that will mean the world to us. Just throw this podcast on your Instagram stories and tell your Instagram followers how much you rated it. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. 